Hey children, it's Auntie Brad. And it's Auntie Hanifa. And we are your gay aunties. What's been going on, babies? <laughs> all right. I hope all is well with y'all. Always wishing our children well in the world. Moving yeah. forward. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward. <laughs> Moving forward. All right. We up to episode 62. I love how we're trucking along and, you know, right. And I just want to just give a shout out. Um, just so y'all know, you know, we trying to always strengthen our operations here. And I just want to give a shout out to um, our wonderful interns because, you know, we yeah. are slowly, yeah, we are slowly getting our operations together and it's a large <laughs> part to all of their assistance. So just a quick shout out to Latoya and LB and Kiara because uh, we yes. so appreciate y'all. Especially yeah. thank you for me because Hanifa is much more technically savvy than I am. And I just be like, help y'all, help. <laughs> and girl, I'll be throwing you under the bus. I'm like, listen, LB, we love her some red, but listen, y'all got to actually show her yes. <laughs> how to, because we need her to do some stories, right? So yeah. show her how to do stories. You got it. <laughs> Instagram stories. I've just never even tried. <laughs> But we're all here to to learn new things, and you know, uh, well, I mean, one of the things I love about doing this show, and you know, even though okay, yeah, quote unquote, I'm maybe a little bit technically savvy, but it 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 keeps us in the fray with you know what young people are doing and you know what their world looks like, you know, so we can better do our jobs, you know, yeah. we don't ever want to be just sounding like we just don't know shit, like y'all bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, Uh you know, we started the show because we wanted to be a weekly podcast about queer adulting, you know, giving answers about what's going on in life and and helping young people. But they also get to help us as well. Right. Uh Especially with our relationship with our interns, why I appreciate it so much is that, you know, we are having that that back and forth. And Uh so, you know, that's very, very important to me. Yes, yes, it's it's very important. It's not just important; it's essential. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not creating um this content um in a vacuum. And actually, speaking of content, you know, we have some things coming at y'all. Mm-hmm. You know, in the, in the coming weeks, as far as our IG and Twitter pages, um, which you can find that your gay aunties, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wherever you know you find us, we're at your gay aunties. Um, but you know, we started with you know some reviews, culture reviews. We're going to keep doing that um, and kind of posting it up on Monday. So you kind of know who we're going to review when Wednesday rolls around, you know, right. and um, and then we are going to be, we want to also connect with um, other um, uh, pop, queer podcasts and really big them up. So we're going to be trying this little thing um, called, you know, your gay aunties in the car listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Right. So we're going to start kind of not reviewing, but just kind of being with these all these wonderful podcasts that are out there. And so we get to share the podcast in a real way because we're actually listening to them and sharing that. So yeah. we're kind of excited about that. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's all about um, the youths. And yeah, <laughs> love the youths. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, girl, you know, just going into what we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to talk about so much this episode, but it's like... Um, one thing that I think the youth have really helped me with um, in understanding and gets my research and everything is um, the transgender uh, experience. 
mm. um, finding, you know, the right uh, vocabulary, but maybe vocabulary is the word I'm looking for, but, you know, finding, because sometimes you, when you're passionate about something, you want to speak on it, and you, or especially when you're curious about things and you want to better understand it. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't always use the words that is most respectful or, you know, it's all these things. It's all these kind of hoops when we're trying to understand each other. And, yeah. and I mean that in both, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I was really challenged in my understanding of the transgender experience. And when I say the, I mean, what is a the, you right. know, when you, you know what I'm saying? Like there is no the, you know, no, femme experience or stud experience or gay, you know what I mean? So let's just put that out there. There was okay. no the. <laughs> but, but, so I was listening to the breakfast club, right? Mm-hmm. And or rather, my homie, who's a straight black man, he sent me like, like, yo, son, did you see the latest episode of The Breakfast Club on Freaky Fridays? I was like, what? He's like, oh, Flame and Roe was on there. Yes. And I was like, oh, homegirl from They Ready from one of Netflix specials. I was like, yo, she was dope. He's like, yo, but listen, it's some interesting stuff. So I listen. Yeah. So Flame is is one of my my heart like warmers i don't know how, like how to do because you know i told you like i came into the community in the the drag clubs and flame was definitely one of the people who like i have so much love for like she is absolutely hilarious um so yeah so i was excited to see her on tiffany haddish um i'd watched some of her stand up over the years um but yes so she was on the breakfast club <laughs> She was on a breakfast club, and so I, as I was watching, of course, I was cracking up. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was over like in tears, and and there was also certain aspects of her interview. That I was like, oh my gosh, she gonna get some shit for saying this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was like, girl, you know. And but as she was talking, okay, let me let me preface, let me say this. I was listening to her not as someone outside of the trans community but actually more of a it was it, it was more of a generational listen mm. you know for me so i could really hear the nuances of what she really would say even though i think she didn't say everything as well as she could have said it i hear what she was actually meaning mm. you know and not for nothing i was like oh okay yeah you know and so i think like the two things that you've already pointed out are major in understanding flame, right? Yeah. So one, um, she is not trying to represent everybody, Mm-mm. right? She is definitely speaking on her own, his own, their own, me, right? <laughs> right? Their own experience, um, and and not trying to, you know, to be the the umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. But also speaking from someone who is from a generation where that was not the goal. Yeah. Right. And so you already have like the way that you have identified how you want to be in life. And then the community evolves in a different direction. And you're like, yeah, I hear you, but this is what I've decided for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, no diss, (laughs) you know, Cool if that's, you know, where you want to take it, but this is the reality for me. And 
like listening to it, having a, a, a clearer understanding of who Flame is and just how she is, um, I could definitely see how that clash exists for her a lot. Yeah, and uh, and my question is: it truly a clash? Because here's here's where we as queer people sometimes have to almost face ourselves and the rhetoric that we put out in the world, right? Um, in in the sense of that life is complicated, people are complicated, gender expressions are complicated, sexuality is complicated, your physical body and how you see your body, um, your empowerment and making your body how what's most comfortable for you. All of that is complicated. And sometimes you can literally put that in a big old stew pot, stir it around and see what the fuck flows to the top. And that's that. And But what happens is when you, when you say that's what is healthiest for most people, all people, why can't we all just accept each other? Then we get someone like Flame, but, or rather at the same time, we also still kind of have a rigid understanding well but this means this mm -hmm. <laughs> and then we have someone like flame is light and just says fuck all that shit yeah <laughs> this is my experience and i for me it was refreshing because i was like she's taking it back to the queer 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 like literally nigga mm -hmm. i've lived a life and at the end of living this life this is the decisions i've made for myself this is where i feel comfortable so this is where you're hearing a trans or someone who identifies as a transgender woman saying, mm -hmm. but I do have a healthy relationship. Um, healthy maybe is a weird word, but I do have a positive relationship with my penis. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. and I ain't trying to cut that bitch off, but I still, yeah. you know what I mean? And, it's, it's interesting. And queer in a way that like we don't see often, whereas, mm -hmm. you know, Flame has relationships with women. Mm -hmm. And so- Stud women, might I add. <laughs> yeah. And so most of the trans women um, in our community, especially when you think about trans women and lesbians being in the same spaces, then we still don't have a commonality because trans women traditionally date trans, I mean, date straight or gay men, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. And so then um, there's another like point of connection um, with Flame in that like she doesn't have the same almost like and we talked about this when we had the uncles on, like that ill factor when mm -hmm. it comes to women, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, to, I mean, I, I, I tell you, my mind was blown. I was like, okay, so you're attracted, you know, you're attracted to um, masculinity, but there's also part of you that's, that's attracted literally to pussy. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, the way he was describing, like, I mean, and this is where the parts that was kind of controversial was saying that, you know, you still got a dick under there, or you know, or he, or he, he or she saying that he, she, we <laughs> saying <laughs> that you know, um, uh, you still a nigga. At least, at least referring you know to her understanding of herself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like under that, you know, and I think I'm sure that offended a lot of transgender um, uh, women saying because it sounds like what many straight folks or people who are outside of the community have echoes like, oh, but you still ain't a woman, you still ain't a woman. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, when you read some of the comments, that's what people highlight. A lot of straight folks will highlight, oh, she said this. And understand that, you know, straight folks listening that, you know, Flame Monroe is not the ambassador of transgenderness. Let's just keep right. that clear, <laughs> okay? Um, but yet you have more to learn because yet life is complicated. So, you know, when, when she's saying, you know, I'm still a nigga up in here. She talking about herself, herself. Yeah. 
You know, that's not something you got to put on other transgender people as far as broadening your understanding of what womanhood is. Let's just be clear on that. And right. I think, and that's what I think Flame could have done a better job at doing. You know what I mean? And really saying, this is me, not everybody. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, I think too that um, because, you know, we are in a, a cancel culture, like people will just say like, oh, she's old, she's out of touch. Mm-hmm. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't understand and just dismiss it without without understanding that you are now excluding her reality and people Word. who believe what she believes from the overall narrative. Right. And and her reality is the foundation to yours. These are mm. these are these are the motherfuckers. And I mean, she even said it, you know, when she's like, you know, um, that transgender women didn't have as many problems. Now, I don't know how to, I, I think what she meant, not saying they didn't have problems or had to deal with niggas in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? But she's like, but. I just fought niggas. I just held my own and I kept moving. I got to live another day. Whereas today people, you know, they use, they express their hatred with gun violence. Yeah. You know, and and these sisters are getting killed out here. You know, I think that's really what she was saying, Mm -hmm. you know, but that reality is a reality. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean and it's just as credible just as valid and so if someone's coming up in the world where you know they were, she's attracted to studs right you know she obviously I guess the, her baby's mamas were studs you know um, she like you know I you know I got custody of my kids fuck the bullshit these are my kids I identify with them as daddy but also how they see daddy they've always seen daddy with titties too right. you know what I mean so her kids you know uh, she's uh, raising a generation or she's raising her kids to have a, even a broader understanding of all these complexities. So I don't want people to cancel her out when, when, when you look at the full breadth of this woman's life, there's so much value there. Mm-hmm. But as she said, her kids and then her kids friends, because everybody's hanging out at her house. Mm-hmm. And so they're becoming more open-minded and yes. they're going to like those children who are around her children are not going to be, assholes you know (laughs) because they have this experience this positive experience they you know they're over there you know they have an affection for this woman and this family and so they'll move different when they're adults exactly and and that's what we can ask the people who raise children Mm -hmm. (laughs) to raise them to be more open than uh you've been (laughs) in your life you know yeah yeah. and you know and i started to watch i didn't get finished watching it but as I was listening to Flame, she she kind of was reminding me a little bit of T.S. Madison mm-hmm. as far as her stance <laughs> on how she identifies as transgender. Like T.S. Madison, I am woman, all whole, hear me roar. But T.S. Madison also still has a penis. And, and T.S. Madison is also a famous um, uh, transgender woman who does porn. You know, where she mm. like she'll fuck a nigga with her, uh, you know, with 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 her penis, and and you know, and no serious, and and she don't got no qualms about it. This is how I make my loot, fuck all y'all, and I'm good. I have you know this is the relationship she has, and I remember when I first discovered T. S. Madison, mm-hmm. I saw this clip where she was, I specifically I think she was dissing or putting in their place like white trans women in particular, mm. right? Yeah, but and in it she she was. I mean, and this is what I love about 
honestly, this generation of queer people, period, they are so hardcore, they will come at you and slit your throat and keep on walking, right? So she was like, y'all motherfuckers out here saying, niggas better respect me as a woman when your shoulders is out here from one side of the window pane to the other. And I was like, yo, nigga. <laughs> so she was like, so she was on some shit like, nigga, I can pass, fuck you. You may not like it, but don't be asking motherfuckers um, to call you this, that, and that, and nigga, you still look like a linebacker. And I'm like, oh my lord, Jesus! I'm like, I feel like I remember that. It's like my it was God. like a, she was in the living room walking around. Yeah, and she was going off because <laughs> the people were calling her out because she used the words tranny. And in her generation, that wasn't a diss, mm -hmm. you know. And understand, motherfuckers, y'all use the word queer, and we all good with that now. But there's a whole generation that will fucking that. fight over that word. Yeah, you know what I mean. That word is hella offensive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's just when we start understanding each other's generational differences, we can better respect each other and even more importantly, understand where each other's coming from and receive the gifts that each other has to offer. Yeah. You know, not that the baby out with the math You know, I it's it's funny that you mentioned that. I have a, a poem that I used to do uh for Sakia Gunn. Mm -hmm. And in the poem, I use the word tranny. But mm -hmm. the, and I didn't, you know, I don't know how much like trans was a thing. Like, back then, that was a minute time. back. Yeah, that was a yeah. minute back. Mm -hmm. But no, like the, the drag queens, for, you know, lack of a better word in my life, use the word tranny. Mm -hmm. And so, like, being in a community, like, I didn't have a negative, like, I didn't have the negative connotation with tranny. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, because the fags and the trannies, we all blah, 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 blah. Right. Yeah. It was mm -hmm. kind of like an, an inclusive mm -hmm. kind of word or whatever. Um, and I remembered the point in like performing the piece where I was like, dang, should I take that out? Mm. Like, ah, like, <laughs> and I decided to leave it. Right. <laughs> and knowing that like that would kind of be a, a thing, you know, with mm. people. Like mm -hmm. that would be like one of those points that I have people come up to me after the set and be like, well, listen, I don't like that you use that word and blah, blah, blah. Maybe we can have a conversation. Maybe they'll just never like me again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was interesting hearing um, Flame still use the, the term mm -hmm. and, and Cavalier like. And quite honestly, she, whereas you and I really have to navigate that or not for nothing, maybe refrain from using that word, but that's really not a part of our, part of our um, lexicon within our LGBT, like the L's, you know, the L's mm -hmm. and the G's can't say, you know what I mean? You know, all that yeah. shit, right? Mm -hmm. um, but flame is a part of the community. So, you know, if a transgender woman says tranny, who the fuck am I to say that she can't say tranny? Right. You know, and maybe other trans uh, transgender women can come to put her to task, but that's for them to put her to task. But like I said, this generation ain't, ain't hearing it. It's like, mm -hmm. bitch, I've been saying tranny for how long? Right. <laughs> and I know what it means and I understand the intention behind it. And I'm, you know, so when I say it, it's almost like it's the whole nigga argument. Is that there's so many ways to say nigga. You know what I mean when I say it and how I say it. <laughs> yeah. There's even an empowerment in saying it that I can say it and you can't say it. You know what I mean? So it's so I take it in that context. And mm -hmm. so whenever someone says I can't say shit, I 
totally default to like nigga and dyke. And these are words that I can say freely and use liberally and understand that, yes, technically they are not good words, but I using them being the person that usually is targeted to, I can then flip it, reclaim it and re-empower myself and use it liberally and however the fuck I want, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and that, again, is still an aspect of power that I think is queer people that we need to loosen up and really unpack what it is to empower ourselves in all the ways that we can. And sometimes we shut each other down like, well, you can't do it. You can't empower yourself that way because that's not empowering. I'm mm. like, I'm like, come on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, Flame had a lot to say. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely, and you know, big shout out to to Flame Monroe. Yeah, um, and, and for you know, just still being present and 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 just being yourself when everybody wants you to be what they need you to be. And depending on what year it is, because I'm sure people are saying she need to be other shit at the time, you right. know. Um, and also, thank you for paving the way for other transgender comics that are out there. Just yeah. keep it really 100. You know, even that story she talked about with uh, Monique, Monique taking money out of her mouth, because mm -hmm. back then in the 90s, you know, she had a chance to to really bring transgender women to the forefront, you know, at least via comedy. And Monique kind of cock blocked her, you know, for lack yeah. of a better phrasing. And... Um, Let's just let's just say this is where really understanding people of a prior generation how much they paved the way, you know. Even though she's just really getting on the scene now because of Tiffany, thank God. But Tiffany wouldn't put on the scene if she ain't put the work in. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, these people put the work in under the context of the the way the world was at their time, and they made the world different for your time. Mm -hmm. and, and Flame was kind of the first, and and you know that's just in my sphere. She was mm -hmm. one of the first. Um, trans women who I saw doing like mainstream clubs yep. like and was very out and would would talk about her own experience in a very like not confrontational but like it is what it is type of way mm -hmm. and so I remember like being in Atlanta uh, when I first got there and like seeing Flame was going to be at the the comedy shows there and I'm like oh snap <laughs> like it's Atlanta it's a little more open-minded but still not Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know <laughs> exactly still not <laughs> exactly exactly so you know here's what we'll, we'll leave it at this or i'm thinking to leave it on this note that we can move on to our music highlight for this week um those of y'all who are not feeling what flame has to say and i, I understand in large part there are a lot of straight folks who's going to take and some of the stuff she says and run with it if you mm -hmm. got if you're going to buck up against anybody buck up against the straight folks that don't quite get it you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're going to take something and run with it. Like, let them understand the real context in which she meant what she said. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Don't allow them to do that. Instead of bringing flame down or canceling her out, yeah. you know, check the niggas that's misunderstanding her, including yourself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, that's where the fight really is. Like, because flame is a part of the overall fight. And mm -hmm. though you may not like all the way she's swinging, we all here to swing. So let's support each other by making sure that straight folks or people outside the community get it as we move along yeah but you know? too, it's, it's um it's because there is a spectrum right of trans yeah. experience and Hell that yeah. trans experience because it's not this one thing we can't pretend that there's not room for people like flame and people who are all like all other ways right mm -hmm. and when we determine that you know that you can only have this one experience is when we take people out of one box and put them into another box 
exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so if you have any thoughts about that, about what yeah. we're saying, what Flame had to say, um, definitely email us at uh, your gay aunties and, you know, sound off or maybe you have questions for us um, or different ways you want us to see things. We will definitely read your letter um, on the air because we are hopefully trying to be a conduit for conversation, not yeah. an argument. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. I'm excited about the highlight. Ooh. For this week, all right. I am um, too, actually. I, yeah, I, I yeah, I'm kind of excited. <laughs> um, first of all, big up to uh, 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 Sienna Liggins, uh, for hollering because we reviewed her stuff the other week and you know it was both positive and critical. And you know, she definitely took it on the chin like a trooper, is, and mm-hmm. and that is what I love to see in all artistry that you can take constructive criticism, whether you agree or not, you can take it and take with it what you will you know and that's exactly what she did also expressing you know i'm sensitive she said i'm sensitive you know what i'm saying <laughs> by my heart i was like i hear you i yeah. hear you aren't we all <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i thought she took it like a trooper so big up to sienna uh liggins and definitely check out her stuff but this week mm-hmm. we have a sister um i'm assuming what i don't really know girls? say again one of your homegirls. One of my homegirls. Why she one of my homegirls? Yeah, isn't she from New York? Oh, okay. I'm gonna go into that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go into that. So she already got brownie points from being from Brooklyn. All right. Okay. So she already got <laughs> <laughs> but um we wanna uh 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 big up schizo. Time. I was having a good time. Uh-huh. Niggas wanna start sneak dissing, but never could pull a good rhyme. Oh. Come, let me be your ghost writer. Uh-huh. Head full of flames like ghost rider. Your flow right, but my flow tighter. Uh-huh. I owe it all to the most higher. Uh-huh. I've been on my up and down, but up and down can't be no more. Uh-huh. I'm just trying to make it, take it from zero to sex uh-huh. show. Been so anxious, anticipating the day that I'm gonna blow. But being mm-hmm. impatient, all my right. time is now. Out of Brooklyn, um, and I couldn't tell where in Brooklyn she is, but on one of her videos, she I saw a street a sign that was Decatur and Broadway. So she's either Bed-Stuy or Bushwick. That's kind of like the, she's on Broadway's, which splits between Bushwick and Bed-Stuy. So okay. she one of them, one of them communities, <laughs> one of them neighborhoods. But um, outside of being from one of the dopest boroughs in the world, <laughs> or New York, um, <laughs> The world is New York, actually. Of course, don't you know? They <laughs> sure. <laughs> but so we looked at um, we looked at three of her videos. Um, her just so you know, her stuff is on Who Is Schizo. Uh, that's S K I T Z O. Um, on uh, YouTube, if you want to check out her stuff, I I think she's also Who Is Schizo on all the social media. But um, so we listened to Pull Up take that and best on earth mm. right and i think she fire um her is wow. tight no i mean I, as far as the straight like emceeing yeah you know with all the brooklyn swag one can muster mm-hmm. <laughs> i i think she fire um uh i i mean it's it's a default you know, when you're out and queer, it's always a beautiful, it's always, it's always refreshing, you know, especially like Best on Earth, you know, she, you know, really just goes on, you know, with the, you know, her sexual prowess and, you know, um, as as MCs, you know, do. Mm-hmm. 
but it's <laughs> nice to hear it in the context of us um, and done well and written well and rhymed well. Um, I have a lot to say. I'm gonna let you hop in. I don't want I don't want to hog all the time. On yeah, so I you know I didn't I didn't get a chance to like break down lyrically like what was going mm-hmm. on, but I just look at my experience listening to Schizo is that I just kind of jammed out. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was three songs in before I was just like, oh, like I need to go back and like <laughs> really pay attention. Like I was able to just kind of let it play. Um mm-hmm. as an auntie is is good for me because there was nothing there that made me be like, ooh, honey, I got to turn this off. Right. Because <laughs> I'm just an Asian life where I'd be like, uh-uh, baby, I can't hear this. Right. <laughs> so I, you know, I was able to just kind of kind of just jam and it was her songs are short mm-hmm. so yeah i was you know i was able to enjoy it i will say yeah that. and I, I, was, did, I did appreciate um that her music is fun yeah yeah that pull-up joint it's an older joint too i think it's 2018 but that pull-up joint i was like oh this is okay yeah okay 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 <laughs> now we're doing where we go where we going where we going uh where we going where we going uh 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 you know right. so yeah <laughs> so mm-hmm. that shit was just like you know dope and listen I, I honestly don't have any crit- critique per se, but I am curious. I have a question though. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with Brooklyn MCs, women MCs, but she got this mask thing going on. And there's another MC from Best Style called LaKayla 47. Um, has a little bit more momentum in her her career. Um, but I'm a big fan of LaKayla 47, and she always she, masked, right? she always masked up. Yeah. Now Schizo's not always masked up, but at times she'll put on the like the Scully type of you know mask, like the shit you do bank robbies with. <laughs> <laughs> she'll put it on for whatever effect. Now I don't know why she does it or what that mask means to her. It, that wasn't clear. Um, that's like so. What it's gonna be a Best Style thing now? What we doing? <laughs> like. <laughs> Well, you know, um, but you know, I you know, I get the mask thing, um, but or at least I, I get why the Kelly 47 does it because she wants people to focus on her art and not so much that she a quote unquote female MC, whatever the fuck that means these days. Mm-hmm. So um so big up to schizo. Um, you know, we played your song coming in, um, we played pull up coming in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And um and we're gonna go out um with uh what should we go? we're going out a little snippet from Best on Earth rolling into commercial. How about we do that? Okay. So y'all we'll get a little taste taste. <laughs> <laughs> so here's Best on Earth by Schizo. Listen, I'm a freak, I ain't gotta be a fake creep Lesbian and biggest, so that mean I give a fake meat Mad I hit it once, when she see me, she fake speak It's good though, as long as we both know I was eight deep No one ain't the burner when I say I like to clap and squeeze I'm a big foodie, eat the yam, stir the mac and cheese Know the sushi, but I kung fu grip it like I'm Japanese Tryna jerk me from my sauce, better off just jacking knees Got the aquafina, she ain't had nobody cleaner In love with my demeanor, when I meet a greeter, eater Got that wildcat and the stamina of a cheetah They claim they ain't a all right, that's what I'm talking about. This that is, that is best on earth um, by uh, Schizo. So if you are a queer artist out there, whether it be music, theater, um, film, anything that we can um, uh, promote here on the show, highlight on the show, um, or on our IG and Twitter pages, let us know. Holla um, uh, at us at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. Uh, 
Um, also, as you know, next week we have Sunday brunch Ooh-hoo. with Doc. That's right, with Dr. Linnell, and uh, this is an incredible woman. She actually um, uh, runs uh, a few mental health, basically a mental health network mm-hmm. that helps Black people. Am I go- or is it Black and queer, or just Black people? Um, I think it would be both. Yes, yes, Black and people, queer people connect with their black or slash black and queer therapists, which mm-hmm. is so important, especially yeah. if you are really trying to find a therapist out here. We know one of the hardest things is black people. And then you put the queer on top of it. It's like finding somebody that really can hold you down mm-hmm. and you don't got to be, you know, choosing your words with them. You don't want to offend them yeah. as a therapist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to be able to talk openly. So it's so important to try and find a good therapist that looks like you and that at least understands your experience. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, walking in the world. So that's what uh, Dr. Linnell is going to um, talk about. So if you have uh, questions for Dr. Linnell about around the mental health, holler at us before the end of the week um, uh, at your gay aunties at gmail.com. If you have any uh, questions just about life, love, work, you name it, mental health, your gay aunties at gmail. Dot com and yeah. speaking of your letters let's well, roll also, into before we get into that you know Good. the holidays are coming up mm-hmm. and a lot of people like are faced with some of their triggers and traumas during the holidays Ooh, so i right. do want to ask dr linnell about um, some ways to 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 maneuver those things and manage those things before the holidays come so that we can go into those spaces, you know, going back home around family and stuff, uh, just informed and empowered um, Mm -hmm. more so than uh, maybe we were the week before. <laughs> exactly. So that's so I think that's probably gonna be the 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 foundation of the show with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right, holidays can be traumatic <laughs> because some you know we do so hard to avoid those folks in the family, but then be here they come. Right. Holiday. <laughs> you can't right. avoid it and your ass got to be in attendance. So what you gonna do? Right. But um but you want to be able to handle it so that you hold your own and and hopefully maybe even benefit the family and how you react to certain members of in the family mm-hmm. right um, and you not leaving there in shambles like, yes <laughs> like yeah you know <laughs> uncle junior go always be fine how are you at the end of dinner because if grandma get to do the 20 minute prayer mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. <laughs> want to make sure that you know you were also up in the prayers you know what i'm saying you at least coming in with your own prayers yeah <laughs> to make sure you get out of that thing um you know not you know jacked up um so yeah so that's next week with dr linnell so let's go into our letters um so but wait if somebody wants to see our interview with dr linnell what would they do well, they want to actually see the interview three days prior to everyone else hearing it, but you also get to see it. Then you get signed up to uh, our Sunday brunch tier on Patreon, and that's at patreon.com slash gay aunties. Just occasionally to remind the Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com at Gigliantes, and um, it's only $10 a month, and you get access to these exclusive videos of us interviewing these um, incredible um, guests, and you get the show earlier. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. So we have Mm. a question. Yes, we do. We have, we have, well, we're going to do two. We're going to try and do two questions. I think we, I think. Okay. Right? Because we have a question. 
Well, we can do, we'll do the, the sorority one first and then we'll go into our depository. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool. Um, you want to read it? Um, I mean, maybe you should read it. Okay. I'll read it for you. Um, so this letter is anonymous. So, Hey, Anon. (laughs) Hey aunties. Thank you so much for all you do in publishing this content for us. My questions are for auntie red. What has been your experience being a part of the LGBTQ plus community and a member of the BGLO? That's a Black Greek Letter Organizations. Thank you. Um, I was wondering what that meant. Yeah. Obviously, that's why it wasn't directed towards <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> so have you noticed organizations taking steps towards inclusivity? Or is it still a topic that isn't really discussed openly? I'm interested in grad chapter in my area, and I would appreciate your perspective. Um, and thank you, Anand, for that. Um, so on National Coming Out Day, mm, I think it might have been like, oh, 2006 six or something like that. <laughs> no, it was like, it was probably early, like 2003. I do this. Well, whenever it was, I do this letter to my line sisters. And at this time we communicated on Yahoo group. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, one of my, uh, one of my my line sisters who was like in charge of like getting everybody together, making sure that everybody got back, you know, was was able to join the group and everybody was back in the fold. Uh, she was kind of running everything, right? So she was like serving as our like line president. Uh-huh. And so I write this letter and it has to go through her to be posted, right? <laughs> so whatever, okay. So she does, she posts the letter on National Coming Out Day and I explained to everyone because they knew me, like when I pledged, I was married to a man Um, Mm -hmm. and they were there like when I had my son. And so, you know, when people know you in a particular way and, you know, I was Muslim and all this other kind of stuff, um, it kind of takes a minute for them to transition into, you know, the new you. Um, and so I explained <laughs> like, Hey, like I met a woman like, and like, she was absolutely amazing and I loved her and, you know, we started a relationship. Oh my God. And then I met another woman. right? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you know, I didn't really want to like make any declarations until I understood what was going on, but absolutely. I Right. Yeah. And so I feel like um, this has been going on long enough that I don't want to leave you all out of my life. And mm. so I explained to them that, you know, I I was dating a woman who was moving in with me, like we're creating our family together. And like, this just is what it is. And they responded. Girl, we saw your MySpace page. We know. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Well, cool. And I, you know, I did have a couple of side conversations um, where, 
um, a couple, like, especially one of my really good, good, close, close line sisters was like, so you know I'm from the Bay. Like, I don't know why you felt like you couldn't have told me when you first <laughs> met the woman. Because, you know, all my friends are gay, blah, 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 blah. Right? Um, and, you know, shout out to Sarisha. She's been there for absolutely everything. She was in my wedding, like, flew in. Like, she's amazing. Um, oh. Yes. Uh, and my wife calls her you know, uh, line sister-in-law, like <laughs> they're very close. Exactly. Like yeah, they talk to each about. other. Right. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and there's two of them, uh, who are very, very close to my wife. Um, and then the one who was serving as our like line president stopped speaking to me altogether. Interesting. Um, and we have been very close, like have been through a lot of like life experiences together. Mm -hmm. um, and then mm -hmm. the last time we saw each other, she wore a T-shirt that said, um, I love my husband. Oh, come on. Right? That's so, that's so <laughs> that was like, <laughs> who so don't nobody want your husband? You know, then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't take, that is. Yeah, I didn't yeah. take it to me and i was like girl please ain't nobody thinking about that man you love him you the only one you need to right <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then my other sisters because this, this was our 10th anniversary we now celebrate our 20th anniversary at our 10th anniversary that's when she wore the shirt and it it caused a problem like we're we're in a big we're in a restaurant right so we've rented out a room we're in a big long table and there's an argument going on on the other end of the table and hmm. some of my last sisters are like, go like kind of defending me, but I'm on a whole other end. So I don't even know what the conversation is on the other, on the, on their side. And they're like, you wrong for that. Like, why would you even treat her like that? Like they're standing up for me against, you know, the homophobic conversation that the one last sister, like mm. the comments that she's, she's mm. saying. And I remembered the night before at the like we had a party. I went to hug her and she was like rigid. Wow. And I was like, okay. Like <laughs> just went on with my life. I was not even putting two and two together until the argument broke out on the other end of the table. Wow. And I was wow. like, oh wow. Like one, you know, I pledge in the South. Mm -hmm. A lot of my law sisters are, you know good Christian ladies okay? <laughs> <laughs> and they live their lives, you know, according to a certain set of yeah. stipulations. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know that. And some of them, like one of my um, really good sisters, Nia, her husband is a minister. She has never, ever, mm -hmm. ever, ever like said or felt in her spirit anything negative towards me. She doesn't even do like the um I love the the sinner, not the sin. Like she doesn't, doesn't yeah, yeah, do any yeah. of that. Oh, and oh, she's super Christian-y, right? Yeah. <laughs> um but like she loves me. And I I don't know to what extent that her having that relationship was with me has helped her in her relationships with other people, because yeah. being in leadership in, in, in a church, you get everybody. Right. Um, so my hope, you know, and I should probably ask her, um, is that she's able to be more compassionate to, to all of the members of their church. Right. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. because she is absolutely loving, uh, to me, but 
for me, it's a little easier because I'm a film woman. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm, I, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. I do the hair and the lashes and all of that good stuff and I'm, I'm good. Um, but then in 2007, what? we had a line that came in with a masculine identified woman in our chapter and how did that roll and i remember the conversation was like what are they doing down there they got this girl on the float looking like a man and i said wow i said they do i got to go down there and see this <laughs> And actually is too. So it's funny because uh, one already oh looked a little masculine, you know, pretty masculine. The other one came in looking a little feminine and, and she you know, it. and flipped the script later on. <laughs> um, she got in under the radar. Yeah, but I remember it being a big deal and people mm -hmm. coming to me like, well, it's okay, you know, because, you know, Red still looks like a woman, but I don't like when they look like a boy and you're in a sorority and you're supposed to blah, blah, blah. And mm. I had to check a lot of that, like wow. just to make sure that they're, that they're good, that they're mm. loved, that they feel accepted. And so we went through a lot of that. And I'm, I'm actually lying. That was 04 when it started. Um, I didn't meet the girl on 04. I met the, the girls on 07, the two that were on that pledge yeah. in 07. And because I had, was able to build that relationship with them, then they introduced me to the other girl who I didn't know. And it's like, we've been able to, um, I don't know, like if it's something to brag about, <laughs> but like, there are like six masculine identified women in our chapter, um, who mm -hmm. pledged at our school. Um, but that they're able to, that they feel safe, that they feel welcome. Yeah, that was um, my question. Like, what attracted? What attracted? What do you think? I mean, I don't know if you had a conversation with them, but what attracted them to your particular sorority? Because you know, look, yeah. when we, you know, knowing that maybe they can, you know, like what attracted them to the sorority? Maybe mm -hmm. even outside of whether your sorority was accepting or not, was there something else that attracted them to the sorority that said, "I'm, I'm here. This is my sorority." Right, and the thing, I, it, of course, everyone in a a sorority thinks theirs is the best, but I will mm -hmm. say for mine, um, yeah, um, on our campus, we're involved in everything. And so if you, you know, most of the times like Miss Gramlin is a Delta or somebody on the um, student government is a Delta, the, um, we do community service. So we do a lot of service and we're like out in the community, like on campus. So we're seen, we do programming, we do a lot of things. So if people are looking at the organizations, they're probably going to see Delta first because yeah. we're, we're very active. Yes. Other organizations are doing things, of course, but it's more of just because of the way that their organizations are set up, it's more of like a, a secret I'll, mm. I'll say. So it's kind of like a, a, like they don't operate in the public eye as much as we do. So, wait, the sorority itself is a secret, or that they have no, members? like they're they're programming, like what they do, uh, like you have to be invited. Whereas, oh, like a lot of gosh, our things okay, are okay, okay, yeah. So, a lot of our programming is open to the public. We're doing you know service on campus in the open. Um, so I think just because of that, like if you're looking for that experience, you will see us, and then when you see you know 
any of the girls who look like you, then you know that that's somewhere that you can go and that, you know, you're, you're safe and you're welcome and they don't have any problems anymore. Hmm. Now that's Grambling. And okay. I'm just talking about my, my undergraduate experience. Um, I, in my grad experience, I've never heard it discussed. Um, so I don't know that it's it's a problem per se. And especially if you're looking at um, joining a graduate chapter, I think mm-hmm. it's important to know that at this point, these women are, you know, they have families and running businesses and like all kinds of <laughs> stuff. They do not have time to be worried it, about that. Maybe it's another right? level of it's a level, another level of maturity, perhaps Absolutely. on the grad chapter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But you know, undergrad chapters, we're, we're talking at least, about... At least assume maturity, assume yeah, maturity. We're talking mm-hmm. about teenagers and, and early 20s. Like, we have time. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> we have plenty of time to be worried about who you are and where you, like, who you with and what you're doing. <laughs> There's plenty of time. Um, and so I think as long as you have a history of service in your community, as long as, um, like, you have something to offer, and that you're clear about that, I don't think you'll have a problem at all. And the more that there are uh, women who are um, LGBT, who are coming, and I, uh, let me bring that back, who are lesbian, Uh huh. okay? Because <laughs> I don't know about the T yet. <laughs> I know that. I'm sure there's still some, hurt, some quite a few hurdles with that. Yeah, still. Um, and I know that the Zetas did have, did issue a statement that they were not accepting trans members. Um, wow, they, they issued a statement. Yeah, Delta wow. has not taken that stance. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that, you know, I don't know how that plays. I haven't heard any um, one try and be turned away. Um, I don't know that, that that's been a thing yet. Mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. Should you, you know, if you are a, a trans person listening and you want to join Delta, you know, let me know how that's working out. I'm, I'm, I'm interested <laughs> for you. I, you know, all right. Um, you know, um, I'm, I guess I, I, as you're talking, I, I guess did a little research, but even I, I knew, I, I knew, come, I only knew one thing really about sororities, at least of late. Um, in particular, queer sorority. I think that this person, you know, it might be grateful. What the fuck am I saying? I think also to help answer this question, um, if for this a letter writer or for other other uh, queer folks looking um, for queer acceptance in the sororities that they're they're choosing, there are some queer sororities out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know how big they are. I don't know how involved they are in the community or if they provide things that you outside of being queer are attracted to in the sorority. So that's, you had to do your due diligence. Mm-hmm. But there's one in particular I wanted to give big up because I actually know the woman who started it. Okay. Um, it's it's a sorority. She cracked me up. She said that yes, it's a sorority for feminine LGBT women. Mm-hmm. So not just you know. I said so. No, no studs allowed. Like she's like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Is that beta? She, yes, it's beta phi okay. omega. Yeah, beta phi. And she started this. Uh, she started it. You know, in her her college years, um, and it's it's been going. So it's been going on. I'm going to say you know, hitting 15, 20 years somewhere in that range. So mm-hmm. it has you know uh, skin in the game. Um, and this also, I'm, I'm just, I'm on Wikipedia. <laughs> um, 
I'll just go, I'll just mention a couple more. There's Gamma Rho Lamba. Do you wear them? They're the first LGBTQ sorority for cis women, trans women, trans men, and non-binary students of any race or sexual orientation. I don't know, mm. you know, some people like, I just want to be with black people, you know, so, you know, it gets complicated with us. You know, yeah. I want to be with black <laughs> and queer. Can I have both of what my tall order of tea? Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and let's see, who else we have? Um, we got Delta, okay, here's, we got Delta Psi um, Etta. Um, they're more for professional, again, feminine, lesbian women. Let's see, got some, what's up for the studs, yo? They have a few. Um, I keep seeing feminine, 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 lesbian, feminine. Like, come on, y'all. Come on, fans. Don't be dissing us like that. Um, <laughs> all right, here's, uh, all right, here's, um, what's it? Ooh, God, I can't pronounce this. Omicron, Psi, Omega? Mm -hmm. Omicron. Uh, you know, Omicron. All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Psi Omega, that's a fraternity for masculine of center, identified lesbian women. Um, I mean, there's a quite a few. You can go on Wikipedia for mm -hmm. LGBT friendly fraternities slash sororities, and they're all listed here um, if you literally don't know where to start. Nice. But I just wanted to, to big up Beta Phi Omega. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So that, you know, that has, has been my experience. Um, I know that, you know, for feminine and masculine women, that there are spaces for you in the, the, Glow organizations, mm -hmm. um, as well as Hanifa has pointed out that there are plenty of fraternities and sororities, uh, mm -hmm. if you should choose them, who are specialized in um, the LGBT community. I actually did go to a um, a comp not a conference, like like a panel discussion. I think for um, Black gay fraternities and sororities um, one year at at Atlanta Pride. And that mm -hmm. was really, really nice. I can imagine. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. You know, because, you know, again, here we are just trying to find ourselves in the world as complete as possible, you know. Um, so I, I know that, you know, trying to find a good sorority or fraternity, if there's, you know, aspects you like, you want to join it for a myriad of reasons, even outside of being queer or black, this reason you want to join it, you know, it can be a little bit difficult finding a good black one, mm -hmm. um, though there are plenty, <laughs> yeah. but also one that is queer friendly. Um, so, you know, I appreciate this because I learned a lot. Yay. you know, about the sorority game. And also, I'm just going to big you up, Red, for kind of blazing the way, if you will. Ooh. You know, for other, for other queer sisters in your fraternity, at least in your chapter, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, at that moment where you realize, okay, this is who I am and I want, and I thought it was really important that you said that, that I want my sorority sisters a part of my life. Yeah. And they need to know about my life. Mm -hmm in order for that to actually happen. It can't happen in theory. This is in practice. And so you made the decision to take that leap at an earlier time when mm -hmm. things weren't as like easy. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, y'all, this is who I am. So you made it easier for the sisters who came after you in your chapter, at least. Yes. Or in the Delta. Or I, like, I like to think so. <laughs> and, you know, and I think it's, it's beautiful that they have, you know, been able to make safe space then for Word. other people to come after them. Say words. So, so, you know, big up to the Deltas in general. Yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, like, it's really the only sorority I know because I know you. Because I, I don't know this. I don't know shit. I just enjoy watching y'all march and doing the dances and the oh, dance. Yes. Like, and watching Black folks do their thing and Beyonce and all that. But I don't know nothing beyond that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Except through you. <laughs> so big up Deltas. Right. 
I'm not doing it right. I'm not, not even a triangle. What was that? That was, that was like a diamond, right? I didn't even do it right. I need Can to I throw it up the dynasty side. You know what I'm saying? And I do it like if I'm not Delta, I can I can I raise it or I'm I'm, I'm it's a player. I'm playing myself doing it. Um, I don't know the rules. I know the rules. Yeah, don't. <laughs> okay, I won't. I'm on, especially my, my shit looking like diamonds and shit and not a damn triangle. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna <laughs> police it at all. Just you know, don't tell nobody. Oh, I can do it because Red said. No, 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 no. I won't. I won't be doing it. Uh, I probably will never do it again in my life. <laughs> we can see each other. So. You know, man. You know, man. Um, all right. I, you know, I don't think um, I don't think actually we we round on that hour, so we're not going to dig into our auntie. Tell me about the universe depository letter. Oh yes, <laughs> you know um, so we can, can give some of that to Doctor Linnell next week. Yeah, I mean, but I think I think we're going to have letters for Doctor Linnell because everyone has questions around mental uh, health. Mm-hmm. So yeah, beautiful. So beautiful. Thank you all so much for another episode. Again, 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 if you have any questions that you want to um, have answered by your aunties, send us a letter at yougayaunties at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Instagram at yougayaunties. You can tweet us, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. You can tweet us now at your gay aunties. Like we're we're broadening our horizons here, okay, <laughs> and making sure that that the children can reach us in the ways that they communicate. By any means necessary. Absolutely. Um, make sure that if you want to see us at Sunday brunch, that you follow that up with a Patreon membership or subscription, right? <laughs> um, and that you just, you know, in generally come and holler at your gay aunties. Let us know how you're doing. Let us know that you hear us. Leave comments on the, the episodes. We love that. And we'll shout those out every now and then as well. Word, word, and maybe next, next, not next week. Maybe next week we'll, uh, we do got, we got a, a, a few more uh, reviews. We always uh, appreciate those reviews on iTunes because that helps with our ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we'll shout you guys out next week or the week after that. Yeah, we'll figure out when we do Absolutely. <laughs> and again, shout out to uh, Flame Monroe, uh-huh. <laughs> one of my first and- loves. <laughs> <laughs> Say word. And with that being said, (laughs) I am Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, baby. All right, y'all. See y'all next week.